Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Faithful, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and this evening I'll be joined by my co-host Matt Llewellyn and our guy Mike Andrews. Mike's not here quite yet, but he'll be here soon. Matt, how you doing this Friday evening? I'm doing pretty good, Zach. I've had a couple days off. It's been nice to just relax and not do a bunch of stuff, but watch people go crazy on Twitter about the 49ers in all facets of the game. So let's jump right into it. Exactly. It, it's been a crazy, crazy week. We didn't do a show last week, 4th of July. Both of us were pretty busy, um, but we're glad to be back. And guys, before we jump into things, we got a great show planned for you this evening. Head over to youtube.com slash 49ers Hive. Join from there so we can see and interact with your comments. We cannot see them from Twitter, so we're not ignoring you if you're commenting on Twitter. We just can't see it. Um, thank you, everybody, for already tuning in. Hit like, hit subscribe while you're here. Um, we got a lot to get into. We're going to play a game of yes or no. I know that's kind of been a viewer favorite towards the end. Um, So first things first, Matt. Trey Lance reportedly is suffering from arm fatigue. Should I I play the clip? Yeah, play the clip. All right. So I'm going to pull this up. Uh, Akash posted this is from the Colin Cowherd video uh, with – Mike Silver, let me share the screen real quick. This was something that we've kind of been hearing for a little bit, but I don't understand where it came from. So I'm just going to play the clip and I'll shut up so you guys can see what we're talking about. Is that they, they, he's not, his, his delivery is, they're kind of rebuilding it. He gets arm fatigue. It's not an easy throw. He's had, he needs days off yeah, and they're yeah, worried about his, Yep. I've heard that and they're, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they're worried yeah. about his accuracy. This, you and I are hearing the same things because you and I know Andy Reid moved off Alex Smith, who got into the playoffs because they were at practice. They saw Mahomes, right? Yeah. By the way, Buffalo, even though Josh Allen struggled first year, was all in because they were at and, practice. And, and I want to caution fans here. What happened with Josh Allen is a, as far as I know, such an anomaly that it is a once in forever thing that a fifth. I'm hearing. Is that? Yeah. So that's that's basically the clip that turned into a bunch 
And um, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you get your thoughts on this. What is I mean, this? Is this a thing? I kind of want to. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get too deep into it. I kind of want to wait for Mike. I know everybody's waiting for me to rant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do I talk about something else? We'll we'll wait for Mike. Mike will be here in about 10 minutes. I'll I'll touch on it. I'll touch on it. Okay. Um, I can go first if you want. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, I just want to touch on it briefly. I think we're at the point where things are slow. Um, I'll get into the mechanics of it later, but things are slow. I think this is just the, you know, bare minimum like surface level journal journalism that you could do. And I think that that's kind of what's going on here, but l- let me get your thoughts before I jump into this. I agree. Um, and look, Mike silver has been around the NFL for a long time. And clearly he has some connections places, but I'm going to call BS on this one because Trey Lance, he's a younger kid. It's not like he's, mid thirties and oh my God, he threw his arm out. We got to really let that arm rest and heal up. He's young. And I, I don't know if that's a thing medically speaking, but I'll wait for you to get into that when you, when you get into it later. But I just really do think that it's that it's beginning of July. People are kind of fishing for things. And if the clip goes on, it kind of goes into Colin Coward's reasoning for believing Mike Silver that because he has these other sources what Glenn feels correct, he mu- therefore must also have this source correct. And he also said, and it's also what I'm hearing as well. Um, we saw plenty of reporters that we respect and all know come out and immediately refute it, saying that, you know, their source says that it's BS. But it really is weird how we talked about this a few weeks ago. There seems to be this kind of anti Trey Lance narrative going around the nfl circles to where he's not ready uh the 49ers are scared oh they might keep jimmy so i think this is kind of just feeding into that is that kind of the same same thoughts you're having and again you have to get into it too much i it's tough it's tough i think that there's just you know again these national level guys are just surface level with these things they're not attached to the team like a lot of the you know the beat writers are um they're not as well connected i just you know the team doesn't leak so what's the source the only source that i could think of where it came out was ryan harris said something about uh what do you say he didn't say arm fatigue he said they were worried about his arm fitness And we all, this is just a spin on the same thing. So it's a little weird. Um, And, you know, I I think the easy, the low hanging fruit, right? Is that like, hey, Trey Lance put pipe to Colin Cowherd's daughter and now he like hates the kid or whatever. That's the low hanging fruit. I just don't think that at this stage in Cowherd's career, he does a lot of his own digging. I think he calls people that he knows and says, what do you think about this? And they tell him and he goes, oh, okay, cool. That's like, that's what I thought. So that's what I'm going to say. He's been wrong about a lot of things. Um, so, you know, I, <sighs> Colin Cowherd is more of an entertainer. Uh, and, and you know, he's going to say things like that. I guess my problem is more with, with Silver, who will block you at the drop of a hat if you disagree with him, right? And who... It, again, doesn't name any sources and really said some 
things in that statement that kind of like contradicted himself. Like when he said, oh, Jimmy does this, 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 and this elite. I'm like, he does nothing elite. Like nothing. His release, like the speed of his release, his throwing motion is perhaps the only thing that's elite about him. Everything else is just kind of mid. So I don't know. It's a weird situation. I, I got a lot. I really got a lot to like. Yeah, yeah. Let it build. Mike should be here within a few minutes. Um, but it is really interesting because he did tweet that out that Jimmy Garoppolo is elite. I forget what random things he kind of specified he's elite as. And Joey from from our team, Arredondo, tweeted it, and I said, if Jimmy Garoppolo is elite, what does that make Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers? Because they must be out of this world. I think Joey said they're super Saiyan, which they would have to be if Jimmy Garoppolo is elite at anything at the quarterback position. Um, it really is a trip. I, I don't understand where it's coming from, but I think it does play into what you talked about where the 49ers, excuse me, not the 49ers, these beat writers are kind of just grasping at straws and they probably know the 49ers aren't necessarily going to come out and say, that's not true. Hey, he doesn't suffer from that. So they probably feel that maybe they can get away with maybe, you know, stretching the truth a little bit. Yeah. There's been, there's been a lot of stretching of the truth lately. Um, it's been really, really weird to, to see them. And, and it could just like, I think it's just to set, I don't know if it's to like set up an interesting comeback story. Cause everybody loves a comeback story, but the way that they just fluctuate and not only fluctuate, but have no accountability for the past things that they said, like us on Twitter, we'll hold people's feet to the fire and we'll say, Hey, you said this, it didn't turn out that way, but is Cowherd going to go on his show? If Trey Lance blows up and be like, I was wrong about Trey Lance. Probably not. Probably not. Or if he does, he'll say it in passing during one of his points or whatever. But it's not going to be anything like, I was wrong and here's why. Oops, my bad. This and this and that. You know what I mean? I mean, it just took him until, I mean, during the same podcast uh, when they were talking about the Baker Mayfield trade, about how he finally admitted after four years that he was wrong about Sam Darnold being a good quarterback. And he had to buttress that with Baker Mayfield criticism on either side, you know? So even when he admits that he's wrong, he gives the caveat. He goes, oh, I was wrong here, but I was right here and I was right here. So it there's no accountability. You know, it's not like Colin Cowherd wants a ton of access to, you know, 49ers players. Um, I don't know. Let's Let's ask Mike what he thinks. I think Mike is here. How you doing? Yo, what's going on, fellas? I'm sorry, man. I, I was no. trying so hard to get here. It, it started pouring. Then I got behind this a-hole. How, how many minutes in already? I got behind this jerk on the road, right? And it's pouring, but everyone drives like, like there's cats on the street. Like they don't want to run them over. So I go to get over. He speeds up as I speed up. And then when he gets next to the car that I pull up on, he, go, he does the same speed. And so I get back behind him. And then he starts hitting the brakes. I said, okay, well, then get hit, motherfucker. And I just kept rolling up on him until, I, well, I'm not going to say what happened because you might report it. So, <laughs> all right, what's the question? I'm sorry. You guys said, ask Mike his opinion. I'm so sorry. We're discussing Trey Lance and these weird reports that he's suffering from arm fatigue. Yes. Uh, Matt and I are basically saying that we feel that these reports are 
full of shit and that they're kind of grasping at straws here. What's your take on it? Yeah, so I I do think it's nonsense, uh, but I also think it's old. And if that's the case, I think it could have been true. I don't know if that makes any sense. Trey Lance went a long time without actually playing football, right? The, the, the year he got drafted, he didn't play that whole year. It was a one game, right? Like that, that one game. Uh, then you, you get ready for the combine, and then you step in, and it's like, all right, I'm ready to play football, and you're going crazy in training camp, and you're throwing, and you're throwing, and you're throwing. And all we've heard this entire offseason is he's throwing. The season was over. He stayed behind. He did a little throwing camp. Then he he went back out here for the uh, the practices. And then when practice was over, he was still throwing, right? I think arm fatigue might maybe be expected. If if fatigue is just, hey, my arm is sore. I don't know about you guys, but I play backyard football a lot. And when I haven't thrown in a long time and I go out there and I do 30, 40 passes the next two, three days, yeah, my arm is, is, a, is a rubber band. So is he going through that? Maybe. But I also don't buy it. I said all that to say, I think they're all full of shit. I don't think that that's happening at all. Um, I, I actually watched the Colin Cowherd podcast that had him and Mike Silver on it. And they were like, oh, I don't know if you're hearing the same thing that I'm hearing. He's like, yeah, yeah, I heard that too. And and then it's like, well, just so you guys know, we're not making anything up. I also am going to like, yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. Sorry. Buy that was it. a good Mike Silver impression, bro. That was a good and, one, and, and now I'm blocked. And now I'm blocked. That's a better Mike Silver impression because that's all he does. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, okay. go ahead, Matt. I got the graphic ready. Here's what I'll say. And just to, just to push back on you, Mike, a little bit. If what we hear about Trey Lance from everybody is true, right? The dude is a gym rat and a workaholic. And so, for me, I don't think that – I don't think it mattered whether they were playing games or not. I, I don't believe for one second that Trey Lance did not pick up a football from the time he last played at North Dakota State to the combine. I simply do not believe that. I think he was still working out. He was still doing all this stuff because it'd be pretty irresponsible as a quarterback, right, to not work on anything just because you have the season off. Of course, you're going to do your workouts like any professional, true professional will. And from all reports, I mean, we've seen it, right? Trey Lance stays behind to learn more stuff. Trey Lance gets his receivers together to work out in the offseason. Trey Lance goes and works with quarterback guru to try to get his stuff fixed. After North Dakota State decided after that one game that they were not going to play anymore, and he decided that he was going to enter the NFL draft, which was the mind was made up early on that, he doesn't have to worry about college eligibility. If that was me, I'd be like, look, we're not playing the season, so I'm immediately going to go out and I'm going to start working with these guys to get ready for the draft. I got nine months to get ready for the combine, for pro days, for the draft. So for me, I don't think it was so much arm fatigue. What I think it was was there was some issues with the finger and the, the broken finger, and I think that that hampered him, and maybe that looks like something like arm fatigue maybe the ball was fluttering a little bit more than it normally would because he can't spin it as well but you got a a 20 i mean at the time 20 now 21 22 year old kid dude i remember when i was 22 years old all right i could run all day and not get tired right my parents had to drag me back inside the house i played basketball for like eight hours on end didn't get tired right or if i did it's like give me a five minute breather and i'm going back out there when I was 20, nothing could stop me. And like, so for me, it doesn't, it doesn't hold true. 
just look at baseball. I mean, look at starting pitchers, right? They throw between, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 pitches per start. They do bullpens a couple days after their start and in between to kind of work on things. And then they go back out there. They make 30, 40 starts a year. So you're looking at three to 4,000 pitches with a much more violent and full body um, motion than you will throwing a football. And they don't get arm fatigue. They might blow out their elbow. That's an entirely different thing because they throw breaking balls, which is really hard. You're changing your arm slot and your arm angle and the wrist action, which puts pressure on, on different body parts, whatever. But you mean to tell me that Trey Lance and, and some idiot, I don't know who it was on Twitter, said that, oh, yeah, don't you see the little hitch in his throwing motion where he like bounces his shoulder back up? That's horseshit, man. I don't want to hear that. You got Mike Silver, who can't keep a fucking job anywhere. He worked at SI for this long. He worked at NFL Network for this long. He worked at Bally Sports for this long. And now he's part of the volume. Like your career is heading downhill, dude. Um, we're we're they're looking at the same reports that came out earlier from that has been wannabe washout Ryan Harris who just made that shit up pulled it out of his ass and decided I'm going to say something stupid today and he put it out on Twitter with no sourcing whatsoever I why do we have to go through this every year this team does not leak where is he getting this information because the players all say Fred Warner Fred Warner's not a liar I don't think Fred Warner needs to go out and unnecessarily pump people up. He said, Trey Lance shredded us in practice last year. You got George Kittle saying that dude wows us. You know, we have the leaked video from the practices where he's making a couple of ridiculous throws that don't look like arm fatigue to me. This is just so that people can make up a narrative and have something to do and they can take their fingers out of their ass and type something on a keyboard for once and try to get some clout. They're clout chasing. They're trying to make money off this kid and hoping that he fails because it's what 49er fans don't want. Nobody in the fan base other than the hardcore Jimmy stands want Trey Lance to fail. So when you come out here and you just badmouth Trey Lance, what you're doing is you're creating controversy. You're creating clicks. That's all this is, you know. Um, one of the guys that does a lot of um, Dr. Narav, he writes a lot about um, players for the Warriors, for the Giants, whatever, whatever. He's just like, uh, I, this is like a really, I've never heard of this before. And it's true. Like I brought up with the baseball players, you never hear of arm fatigue in baseball, right? Like very rarely, right? And it's usually guys that are coming back from like a Tommy John or something and they haven't been throwing. They haven't been allowed to throw in a year and a half. That's when you get secondary injuries. Um, you know, you'll get a strained tricep or like your bicep is hurting or whatever. Football, it's unheard of. I've literally never heard of somebody saying I got arm fatigue in football. It's not even near enough volume. It's it's preposterous. It's preposterous, and it's it's. I, 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 I can can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. Even be willing to bet that there's more touch passes than like zip passes in football. You know what right. I mean? They don't throw the ball 50 plus yards down the field eight times a game. That's not re- that that's not what they do. Right. So well, and even if you do throw the ball down the field 50 50 yards or whatever, that go route is not the hardest you're going to throw the football. The hardest you're going to exactly. throw the football is on the 15 yard out cuz you got to get that shit to the sideline. Exactly. And that's that's such a subset of throws. I mean, listen, just watch the OTAs. Watch what the 49ers are doing. We know what they do in camp. They're not going super hardcore. 
they're not asking them to do an inordinate amount of shit, right? Most of it's like, oh, let's let's do this, let's do this footwork drill, and then we're gonna throw it to the wide receiver coach who's like eight yards away. It's a soft little pass, no worries. Or the receivers are running routes, and you're just kind of like going through the motions. You're running at like half speed or whatever. The NFL doesn't do a lot full speed anymore. It's not conducive to, you know, injury and and everything like that with players outside of the quarterback position. So for these two jokers to get on TV and, you know, I usually I'm, I'm a fan of Cowherd cause you know, he, he doesn't, he's not afraid to speak his mind, but this is just the bare minimum laziest surface level ass backwards journalism that you could try to do. And Mike Silver should be ashamed of himself. And, and, you know, he can go on a block party if he wants to, but the fact of the matter is they have no sourcing. The only person I've heard say this was Ryan Harris, and he had no sourcing. Meanwhile, you got all the players defending Trey Lance. You have people like RG3 saying, dude, Trey Lance as a physical talent is better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now. You got a ton of people that want to back this kid. You just got a couple of jokers who, who just want to go counterculture to the narrative and make things up. It, it's insane to me. It's insane. And it's, you know, it's similar. And I'm sure we're going to get into the, to the Jimmy Garoppolo to Tampa Bay rumors. People just like to make shit up and it's, it's disappointing and they should be ashamed of themselves. And, you know, uh, fucking it's ridiculous. Had to play it. It had been a while. It had been a while. So I'll say this one, one last thing. The only thing, the only people that have arm fatigue are people like Colin Cowherd and certain members of on Twitter and people like Dan Cilio and all these jokers that make stuff up. They got arm motion from patting themselves on their fucking back. Cause they think they're doing something good. <laughs> all right, this comment from Joey. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so, <laughs> Dr. Narav Pandya, fantastic friend of the show, uh, replied to this clip, and he said this is what Matt was referring to. I think, Mike, you referred to it as well. In general, arm fatigue isn't a concept that is typically used with quarterbacks, unlike pitchers, given the velocity and throwing motion. Also, having to take several days off would be a drastic change in throwing motion. Would be interested to hear more about this, a.k.a. this sounds like shit. Right. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Anyone who like works out regularly knows if you do the same thing every day, right? What happens in the gym? It gets really easy to do because your body adapts to become the most efficient that it can be at that activity. So to say that he just has this arm fatigue, that's, that's crazy talk. If he was deconditioned, he might have arm fatigue at the beginning, but repetition is what's going to bring that back. And he wouldn't be having it at this point, right? Like maybe if he wasn't throwing a lot because of the broken finger after a month, then I could see, oh, the probably the first couple of days he went out there and like let it rip. It was probably like, okay, my arm was a little sore after throwing all day because I haven't thrown in a month because I had a broken finger. That to me makes sense, right? But it's going to be a, a transient thing. It's not going to be something that sticks around. And I think this is one of those things. I think Croc said it earlier um, that it's probably shit from last year that people are just like recycling through because they're bored. Yeah. What, what is that over your shoulder, Matt? Is that like a old school game controller? What, what is that on the table behind? Next this year, right here? Yeah. 
Um, so <laughs> I compete at uh, fighting games, particularly Street Fighter, and it's an arcade stick. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. If you want to get worked in Tekken, let me know, okay? Oh, shit. I'm, I'm trash at the 3D fighter, oh, brother. Yes. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, I just saw it over. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. Uh, no, ben good. Albright, yeah. very respectable reporter, um, well sourced at the very least, if you don't like him, says uh, this was called complete bullshit to me from a f- member of the staff. So, and, and Ted Nguyen as well, who's also a respected reporter for The Athletic. Asked a member of the 49ers coach staff about Trey Lance, quote, arm fatigue. His response, quote, I have never heard anything about that a day in my life. You should bring up my reply to somebody who was like, look at the motion, blah, 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 blah. I think I'm on there. In here? Yeah. I'm in there somewhere. Um, just go to my, t- my tweets and replies. That was, there you go. No, no, this no. One? Yeah, there you go. Go up. We'll go up. Go up. Look at that. You're telling me that Trey Lance has arm fatigue when pitchers throw like that. <laughs> That's Tyler Rogers. He pitches like that right now. Oh, this looks like some shit out of uh, the, what was a movie where the shorty was crawling on the ceiling and stuff? The old back in the day. Exorcist. Yes. Oh, my God. And then he tweets me Tim Lincecum like that means anything. Talk about being bent out of shape. Tim G. Lincecum had back issues, not arm issues. That's and really Tim weird. Lincecum was like 5'8", 150 pounds. It looks like uh, this looks like he, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Stranger Things, but looks like he just got taken out no by Vecna. No spoilers. I'm not all the way through that. I'm not spoiling anything. Just when he kills people, their bones snap. That's what it looks like is going on here. Um, all right. So I think we're all in agreement where we feel this report is total bullshit. Right? Arm fatigue. And that dude's elbow looks like it's about to like tear his own arm off its socket. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you guys even question Mike Silver, get ready for that block. The guy blocks more than Tim Kawakami. Um, so we're going to get on to our next topic. We all agree this is BS. We saw a trade with the quarterbacks this week, uh, starting quarterback in Cleveland, but it wasn't one going there. It was one leaving. Baker Mayfield was traded to the Carolina Panthers, and the compensation was ridiculously Static. low, in my opinion. Static. A 2024 conditional, was it fourth round pick, fifth round pick? Yes. Fifth round pick, and Cleveland had to pay something like $8 million of Baker Mayfield's and, salary. $10 million. 10. 10. It just gets yeah. worse. It just yeah, gets worse. 10. 5, yeah. So what does they this mean? $10.5 million to get Baker Mayfield off their team and to buy a fifth round draft pick. What does this mean for Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt? No, wait, let Mike, let Mike respond real quick. Go ahead, no, Mike, no, no, go no, ahead. no, no, no. I, I didn't realize that was a quote, so I'll shut up. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. Um, it doesn't mean shit. It means the 49ers aren't going to get nothing for him. They're going to have to cut him. They're going to have to cut him. So it kind of does mean something. Or they're going to have to take like a sixth. Who's going to trade for him now? I think Cleveland still might. Cleveland is on the hook for $43 million for Deshaun Watson's signing bonus. $10.5 million for Baker Mayfield. They're not going to take... They're not going to take the the money for... They're not going to take the money for Jimmy Garoppolo. That signing bonus is spread out over the length of the contract, though. 
So don't forget. Now they do have that prorated portion of it. For okay. This year. So, so, was, so they got the prorated portion, but that's still fifteen million. Let's just say it's five million, right? Let's just uh -huh. say what's the length of the deal? Five years. I don't honestly. I don't remember the deal. That's why I was going to ask you if you knew what it was. I don't. I don't. I think it's. It. I think it's five years. And I think it's, it was five two thirty. So let's just say that it's do five we, years. That's. Do we know what the signing million. bonus was? It was. It was only forty million. I think it was forty three. Okay. So yeah. So let's go with. Let's go with eight million. So let's go with five years. So that's that's eight nine million, just for the the bonus, the initial signing bonus, and then ten and a half. That's twenty million or almost twenty million dollars for for no quarterbacks. Right. For zero quarterbacks. And then you're going to take Jimmy Garoppolo. Why? Why would you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo's contract when you can just force the 49ers hand? Cut him. We dare you. I, th I think that's where we differ on this. Uh, I was with you when you said it doesn't mean shit for Jimmy. But then you like were like, we can't get, it, get anything for Jimmy now. I, I disagree. I think the reason why it was only a fifth is because Cleveland had to eat so much of that contract. So not only did they uh, eat so much of the contract, Mayfield also restructured his contract and converted like three and a half to like some roster bonus or something like that as well. So he, it was really about making cap space for Carolina to bring him on. And so if we're just going to do a straight up trade, his value is higher. But because we're eating so much of this cap and restructuring this deal, it's less now because we're doing – you we're we're buying this pick in, in in essence is what it is, and because we took so much, that's why that's why it's so low. Does that make sense to you? Because if you if you were just gonna give him something, <laughs> right? Hey, I want Baker Mayfield. All right, well we'll take a second for him. We believe he's gonna be your starter. We'll take a second for him. Well, we need you guys to take some of his contract because we already have Sam Darnold here who is getting eighteen million guaranteed. All right, so then we'll take on five million of his it, contract. That's, it's no, nah, that's it's not because of that. It's because nobody wants to help Cleveland out because of the full guarantee. Oh, you don't think that Sam Darnold? Because this is this is Sam Darnold's fifth year option year, right? Sure, sure, but but Carolina's full of nobodies. They got cap space. It doesn't even matter. Oh, I didn't I didn't know what because think about it. Like, what's one year if you're carrying both of them for one year and trying to get the best quarterback? They're both going to be on their fifth year, which means they're both free agents after the season. All of that comes off the books. Right. So it's not like a long term deficit to just take on Baker Mayfield's whole contract. But the fact of the matter is, word on the street is that all of the owners are pissed at Cleveland for doing the fully guaranteed contract because mm. it sets them up for future quarterback negotiations where they're like. What the fuck, guys? Like, yeah. can we get fully guaranteed too? Like, we didn't that go out. And that makes visit sense. Visit a bunch of masseuses, right? And so they had to eat that. But I'm saying, like, so Deshaun Watson's cap number is 10 million this year. It says 1.8 million, like roster spot, right. and it's like 8.9 for his uh, right. his roster, but his prorated bonus or whatever. Right. So it's 10 million. You're paying 10, so that's 20 million dollars for no, for no quarterbacking. They have Jacoby Brissett in there. I don't know what his contract is, but now you're pushing what 25 million, 26 million. And now you're going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, which once you trade for him, like the 49ers aren't going to eat any money. They don't have to. They can just cut him. Right. right? Like you can't ask the 49ers to take money. Is Jimmy going to extend his contract? No, because as soon as Deshaun Watson comes back, Jimmy Garoppolo becomes extremely expendable. Right, so he's not going to extend. He's not going to extend. There's no incentive for Jimmy Garoppolo to do anything with his contract to go to Cleveland, right? 
I think Jimmy Garoppolo would rather get cut and take his chances on going to a team and a situation on his terms for the first time in his career. And yeah, he'd probably be giving up some money, but he would put himself in the best spot to, you know, maybe earn a starting job, maybe go somewhere like Atlanta, you know, and when Marcus Mariota starts doing the Marcus Mariota thing, maybe they look at Jimmy Garoppolo and go, Hey, you know, maybe he goes to Indianapolis because he knows Matt Ryan only has like another year. Right. There are different, maybe he goes to Washington. Carson Wentz always does something stupid. There are options for him to just bide his time, sit behind some, maybe he goes to Seattle. He could start day one in Seattle. I think that's what's holding the 49ers back ultimately from just releasing him right now, even though that wouldn't bother me. I'm not particularly scared of Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Same. I, I just, I think that there's not, I think that we as fans and people in the media pump up Jimmy's value, but the league has already told you what Jimmy Garoppolo's value is, right? That, that nobody, nobody actually wants him. Right. Does anybody believe that? Remember that report that came out that John Lynch said, oh, we had multiple second round picks on the table from different teams. That's bullshit, dude. That that's a ball faced lie from from John Lynch. That was never on the table. No, and Lynch came out and said that that never happened. Make it that much worse. Lynch came out and denied that, too. He said that never happened. I never had two second round picks. And that's me. fair. And that's fair. But, you know, we all we all know. We all know where Jimmy actually stands. And I think that in the end. Once he can pass a physical, they're going to cut him. Go ahead, Mike. I just don't know if it's worth cutting him because there's too much time between when you have to cut him versus actually cutting him. Uh, and I, I, I'm firm on that. I just don't see the value in he's going to pass this physical and start throwing in two weeks. Why are we cutting him now when there's so much time for another quarterback somewhere? Well, to okay. Well, I w- what I will say is they will cut him by week one. He'll be like the yes. last group of cutdowns. Yeah, that I agree with. That's, now, that's- that I agree with. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're all in agreement there. Um, He's not going to make this 53-man roster unless, no. unless they rework his deal. I think I'm the only person in the whole 49ers fan base that believes that having Jimmy in the locker room will not be a distraction. He, I, I think I it'll be a distraction. I think it will. I think Jimmy wants out. I think Jimmy wants out. I think Trey wants to control the room, and I think that you're putting undue stress on people to pick a side. If Jimmy accepts a backup role and a new contract, doesn't that tell you that he doesn't want out? But we don't know that he'd accept that. Right. right. But I'm saying if he were to. I, th- that's, the, that's the third option. Just no like, one wants to this team is not – but Jimmy has not been in lockstep with the team for a long time. Look at how many times he's come out and said, oh, man, this calf, it's really, really bad. I think I probably tore my Achilles and the team's like, it's a calf strain, bro. You'll be fine. Right. Um, The minute the season ended, he's like, man, I really like these guys. It's going to be hard to leave, but it's a business. Like he said his goodbyes already. He's ready to go. That that was what was so funny is they were like, Hey Jimmy, how's it going today? He's like, Hey, I just wanted to say thank you everybody for everything. And it's been nice knowing you. And they're like, we just want to know how you're doing, Jimmy. And he's like, bye. See you faithful. I'm already, I got my shit packed. I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, I don't see it too soon. That's basically what it was like. I mean, it was an end-of-the-year press conference, and he said his goodbyes. So I think we know where his mind is. Yeah, and they were like, what are you going to do in the offseason? He's like, leave George Kittle on red once again. (laughs) Even down to that girl, uh, what's her name, Rita, that's doing the draw Jimmy until, Uh you know, 
his, yeah. his interview when they asked him about it, he was like, hopefully you have to, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but you can tell he wanted to say, hopefully you won't have to draw too many more of those. You know what I'm like? Yeah. It's right there. And by the way, I still think there's a possibility the 49ers have a trade worked out already once he passes the physical. That's not outside the realm of possibility, man. It's not, but I think, man, I think that this paltry compensation for Baker just makes it worse. By the way, it makes Washington oh. look really stupid for trading for Carson Wentz for what they paid for him. That well, that's what I was gonna say. Yes, Washington's just that's that's Washington, but they're aggressive. The reason why you can get more for Jimmy is because any team that he goes to will have to one hundred percent have to rework his deal. So the Niners can't eat anything because they're not eating part of his new deal that he works out with that team. You understand what I'm saying? So Baker's contract was in trade, and that was fully guaranteed because it's a fifth-year option. That's why Cleveland kind of had to eat some of that. With Jimmy here, not a penny is guaranteed. So you can't ask the Niners to eat any of non-guaranteed money. You have to work out a new contract with this guy, and his agent's not going to let him sign anywhere without guaranteed money. Like I, said, like, I said, like I said, the eating of the money means nothing because it's it's coming off the books after this year. That's just that is what it is. The situation in Cleveland with Baker was so untenable that they were backed into a corner. And I think that the situation is similar with the 49ers. There are guys that are ride or die for Jimmy Garoppolo. And it doesn't matter if Jimmy rolls over like a dog and shows his belly. They're still going to be ride or die for Jimmy. And Ooh. it's going to create a distraction. Ooh. Debo. Ooh. Uh, no, it's not Debo. Yo, I, I, yo, hey, I we can, hey, we can talk about Debo because Debo looked like he only ride or die for Taco Bell right now. <laughs> yo, when I said I thought he looked big in a picture, they said it was because he was wearing white, and I never said anything else about it again. But what happened? That the first picture we saw of him on the sidelines when he actually went to camp, right, not working out with the teams, I was like, yo, he looks huge. They're like, shut up, he's wearing white. White makes everybody look bigger. And I was like, all right, cool. I just shut up. I, I didn't say another word. Nope. Right. I mean, dude, when, when the 49ers asked dude's college coach, hey, how's Debo Samuel? And he's like, man, what you see is what you get. He's going to be a great person. Got to keep up on him about his weight in the offseason. Yeah. His college coach said that. Yeah. We all know that Debo Samuel liked, liked, liked to get a little little loose in the offseason, particularly right. in this offseason where he's been disgruntled. Mm-hmm. He's pulling can a I, James uh, Harden. I, sorry. I was just say he's pulling a James Harden. James Harden wanted that trade. Jeez, that was bad. That was rough. Better be careful. He's going to look like Zion Williamson in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I want to backtrack a little bit, and I want to give this to you guys, right? Why do you guys think that players, specifically offensive players, like are going to go to bat for Jimmy if he's in this locker room? We have literally seen every single pass catcher throw his hands up in frustration from Jimmy Garoppolo, every single one of them. I don't understand. It's like we forget how frustrated they were with Jimmy. It's like we forget why we traded up in the first place to bring another quarterback in. They're not going to be pounding the table saying, give me Jimmy, give me Jimmy, trade through an interception. They're going to say, hey, Jimmy did that also. Like, let's use your ability and keep pushing. I guess. I just see some guys who got their bag, some guys that want to get the bag. Like Debo? Debo knows, hey, Jimmy ain't going to throw it downfield to all these speedsters, man. He's just going to hit me. He's going to give me the ball underneath, and then I can do my work. And that helps my numbers and helps me get paid, right? People like Trent Williams, he's like, I don't give a fuck who I'm blocking for. Are we making the playoffs or not? Because I was stuck in Washington. We didn't do dick for a decade, right? He's like, the what, you know, I come to San Francisco, and the year that Jimmy's healthy, we go to the NFC Championship game. 
Like that's all he knows, right? Like I got paid and we're going to, to the NFC championship game. That's good enough for me. You got dudes like Fred Warner, you know, like the, the people on this team at this point, including like the last two bulky holds out holdouts, Jimmy Ward and, and Eric Armstead, they've only seen success when Jimmy Garoppolo was on the field. Every other year when he's not on the field, the team has been trashed because the quarterbacks have been fucking trashed. That's fine. And now you have a staff that says, hey, we're going to move on from that guy. That should excite you. But that comment that you just took down, and Zach, I, I still want to get your opinion on yeah. players riding for him or not. But this right here, see, like you can't change that type of connection. This type of connection, they're frustrated. These same players are part of the reason why they feel like the team felt like they needed to move on from Jimmy. When you are in the postseason and you go up against three of the top seven scoring offenses in the NFL and you hold them to an average of 20 points a game and you get knocked out, they're all upset. They're upset at the offense and the offense is running through Jimmy. Like, so let, let me respond ooh, to this. By the way, quick. can I just say, I, hold on, I got to jump in here real quick because you bring up something with the defense, right? I got to say one more shitty thing about Mike Silver, you son of a bitch. He had the gall on that podcast to say, Jimmy Garoppolo, they probably would have gone to the Super Bowl had Jaquaski caught that interception. Fuck uh, you. How about fuck you? How about Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't do a do-si-do and fucking throw the ball right into a, into a defender's hand for the game-losing interception? How about that? Still hurts. How about he plays some offense? Uh, listen, as a, as a fan, I'm tired of Jimmy Garoppolo. But I'm just saying, like, it's hard. It's going to be hard, right, when you've looked to Jimmy for leadership in that quarterback room, and all of a sudden Jimmy's just going to sit over there twiddling his thumbs and Trey Lance got to take the lead, right? And that's going to be hard for Trey Lance, who came up under Jimmy Garoppolo and is going to give him his vet flowers. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the vet. That's the guy that took me under his wing, whether it was it wasn't through like example of play because that would have been terrible, right? But it was, hey, this is how you be a pro. This is what we do in meetings. There's a certain level of deference and respect there, but right when you're working a job and the guy that trained you and took you under his wing and you're kind of boys now and you're good. If you get promoted over that dude, I don't care who you are. You're gonna have a hard time leading that dude, right? And if there's any hesitation, that's blood in the water for everybody else to be like, I don't know, maybe Jimmy's a better leader than this guy. So great point. Um, shout out to Mariah, by the way. She's coming up on a year for her show. Just wanted to say that real quick before I move on. Um, so if you let's say you're a gambler, right? And you have a ritual that's not working, you tweak a couple of things, maybe you get a pair of lucky socks, maybe you have a certain steak from a certain restaurant before you go out, and that starts working, you start winning money. And then your wife comes along and is like, hey, there's this other restaurant. It's really good. We should try it out. You might be willing to go try that restaurant, even though you might feel like it's going to throw off your little routine that you got going on. But the second that you go to the casino after eating that steak and you don't win, you're like, no, nah, 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 I'm going to go back to the other one. And that's kind of how I feel it would be with Jimmy Garoppolo is that the team's probably willing to transition to Trey Lance if the coaches tell them we feel this is the better decision. Yep. But the second Trey Lance throws a game, losing interception, has yep. a bad game, doesn't look great. And if Jimmy's still on that roster, they're going to turn around and say, hey, I don't know how the hot dog's made, but I know that it tasted good when he was leading us. You know what I mean? Like I know that we were winning whatever formula we had with him in the lead. We got to a championship game. We got to a Super Bowl. 
we were doing good and now we're not doing that good with him. He may it's, be more talented, but he can lead us better. It's the it's the Tim Tebow syndrome. It's the Tim Tebow syndrome, right? He had that one season. Yeah, he played like shit, but dang, dude, they beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs and they went 10 and 6, <laughs> right? And everywhere else he went after that, Tebow, Tebow, T every fucking time, right? They had to cut his ass from the Jets because Mark Sanchez was just like not not that Mark Sanchez was good, but still you had to hear it every time. Let's just say the 49ers get off to a similar start this year that they did last year, and they're three and five, and Trey Lance is struggling a little bit, and Jimmy's still on that roster. You don't think that there's gonna be that groundswell for like, I don't know, fuck it, man. Maybe Jimmy can get us some wins because that's what happened last year. Yep. Yep. Not to mention the outcry from the fans. They were muting replies with Jim Harbaugh in them last year. They were muting on Twitter. If you replied to a 49ers tweet in the first seven weeks of the year and you said, screw Kyle Shanahan, you should have never fired Jim Harbaugh, that tweet would be hidden. You could click, see all hidden replies, and that would be there. So clearly the team was aware of this outcry and they did something about it. They could have just left them there. But it seems like the team's either social media staff was aware of this. You're telling me that all of these Jimmy stands aren't going to be five times as loud and say, we told you, you never should have got rid of Jimmy. We told you you should have with Trey Lance. Maybe they go to home games and they boo Trey. Maybe there's all this other shit that's going on. And if Jimmy's not there, you can kind of say, fuck off. What are you going to do about it? You want to go to Nate Sudfeld? No, obviously we're going to stick with Trey Lance, but maybe, I don't know. There's a little bit of public pressure, which shouldn't be. If Kyle Shanahan right. were to give him with any public pressure, you should fire him. But I'm just saying, there's these backup quarterback situations. is already the most like glamour position in the NFL, right? It's the cushiest gig. It's the one where you're like the most beloved, right? Because you're the dude on the sideline. You're the you're the practice guy. Like, oh man, this guy gets it. Whatever, whatever. It becomes doubly so when you have a track record of winning and. When somebody else is, you know, <laughs> it's like a locker room, right? Some dude walks by, you get used to his stink. He goes away. A new dude comes in. He stinks too. And you're like, oh God, this dude smells like, man, I remember my boy over there. He didn't smell this bad. And you want to go back to that old dude. He probably smelled just as bad, but you got used to the stink. Right. And Jimmy Garoppolo is a known stink. Right. Trey Lance could come up smelling roses, but he could also stink. To, to, to add on to that analogy, too, maybe you do the certain combination of deodorant and cologne to combat his stink. Whereas the new guy comes along, you have no idea what to do to, you know, like, you know, Jamie might throw that interception over the middle every now to and pull then. This two minutes out for like no yeah. content. <laughs> but you know, like, you know, you're, you're good for one to two Jimmy balls, and maybe you feel you can still overcome that you it's, don't really know what you know versus the devil you don't exactly that's the best way to put it i feel like mike you're jumping at the bit to respond here so please do i'm trying not to respond because it's like one second we are ripping and trashing jimmy and then like just for the sake of argument we're like but the players are gonna love him and want him back because the stake didn't work at the like i just <laughs> i like i i i do understand what you guys are saying but we all we are all tired of jimmy like we're so t listen, we are so tired of Jimmy that we don't think we can get anything for him on the trade market. Jimmy, as bad as we all feel about him, is a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. I know people don't want to admit that, but Jimmy is not a bad quarterback. He's not great. And even Colin, Cal I went back and listened to Colin Cowherd from yesterday, right on his actual show, not the podcast, and he he described Jimmy perfectly. 
He said, Jimmy Garoppolo is the best bridge quarterback ever. He is not. He said, there's three, there's three, there's three phases of quarterbacks. You have your starters, right? Like you have your franchise guys. Those are like the top guys that you build around. Then you have your bridge guys. We're looking for our franchise guy, but you can come in here and hold us down for a season or two and keep us relevant. And then you have your lifetime backups. He said, Jimmy is way too good to be a lifetime backup, and he's nowhere near good enough to be a franchise guy. But he's really, really good at winning games. He I said this last week on the show. He has every opportunity to become Ryan Fitzpatrick 2.0. Yes. He's that and that that was Cal, that's exactly what Cowherd's point was. He is a the best bridge quarterback. He said you got guys like Teddy Bridgewater, you got guys like Mitchell Trubisky, they'll be bridge quarterbacks, but they're nowhere near as good as Jimmy Garoppolo is. For whatever reason, Jimmy Garoppolo is significantly better than those guys, but he's not good enough to be a franchise quarterback. That has value in the NFL. I, sure, but the 49ers traded three first round draft picks for this kid. They drove the car off the cliff. Fuck the bridge. Burn it yes, down. You don't need it anymore. We don't need the bridge anymore. He was here to hold us down until we found our guy. Hopefully, we got our guy. But let's let's now we can sell the bridge to someone else. There is a value in that bridge. I mean, it, it's one of those situations where it's a lot of ifs and buts, right? Somebody has to get hurt. Somebody has to do whatever, whatever. Because where is the actual starting Garoppolo day one other than Seattle or Cleveland? And if they're not willing for the right price that Kyle and John want. I mean, they're not trading him to Seattle no matter what, right? They're not trading him there. So Cleveland is really it because nowhere else is going to take him. Jimmy Garoppolo could go, could go to Pittsburgh right now and win that starting job. Not Jimmy after Garoppolo. they drafted. Not after they spent the 20th pick. They paid I, Mitchell Trubisky and then spent the 20th pick. That's two Jimmy, quarterbacks on the roster. Yes, that, the numbers are true, but Jimmy is better than both of those quarterbacks right now. Right? Yeah, but they're Jimmy, pot committed. They're pot committed. That is true. That's true. But I'm talking about talent. Jimmy's better than every quarterback oh, yeah, I mean, on, the yeah. Car- on the Carolina Panthers roster right now. He's better than anybody in Washington. I know what Carson Wentz is when he's healthy. Yeah, you can be better corner. than Baker is debatable. Jimmy, Jimmy, don't don't do that. I I, see, I, I agree I with that. You agree with what? Yeah, that it's debatable. Last year, ba- last year Baker Mayfield was not healthy, but the year before, his numbers were pretty decent. He I'm throws a better deep Mayfield ball. Good. I'm not saying that he's good. I'm saying it's debatable on which one you would rather have. That's going to depend. Honestly, to me, that become, that comes down to it's close enough to where it's going to depend on what scheme you're running and which quarterback fits that scheme better. Yeah. To, you said Jimmy's the top 15. I think he's like borderline 20. 20 to 15? I, I wish I wish we had time. I would ask you to name me 15 better quarterbacks right now. Okay. But, um, I, not, I said I would. I said I would. I'm not asking you to because I know you guys got other stuff you want to do. Hey, I'm here for the night. I, I have nothing to do. I'm uh, ready to rock, but I'm just let's, saying. Let's, uh, Brady, Rodgers, Allen, um, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Matthew Stafford, um, Joe Burrow, I think is a better quarterback. Um Kyler Murray's a better quarterback. Dak Prescott's a better quarterback. Derek Carr's a better quarterback. Russell Wilson's a better quarterback. Um, what do you Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback. That's like 12 right there. Um, debatable when you get into like the Kirk Cousins zone. Debatable when I'll you get you to Kirk Matt Cousins. Ryan at this point in their career. I won't but give like, you Matt it's Ryan. It's like right there's a lot, man. 
it's hard to name 15 better quarterbacks. It's really, really. I would take Trevor Lawrence over Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Did you watch? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I take Trey Lance over Jimmy Garoppolo right now. I take Justin over Jimmy Garoppolo right now. You're taking the potential of those guys over Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Yeah, that's that is not the same thing. That's not the same thing. I mean. Would, would you take Kirk Zach Cousins Wilson over Jimmy Garoppolo? Like Kirk Cousins, in, it would be a better fit for this offense. Kirk, I think Kyle was right. Kirk Cousins would have been a better guy for this offense than Jimmy Garoppolo. The one, th- the thing I'll say about Kirk Cousins is at least that fool stays healthy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's half the problem with Jimmy. You don't know if you're going to get him for like two games or 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 the whole season, and it could go either way. Yeah, that's true. He's literally had one healthy season with the 49ers, and that was 2019. Right. Because even this past year, he missed games. He got injured. Davis Mills. I would think Davis Mills over Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Davis Mills. He might might be better one day. He's not better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Houston would be doing themselves a favor to get Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Yeah. Houston would. I'm not ranking them on on how they have played. I'm I'm ranking them on who, if I was starting a team today, which quarterback would I take? And Jimmy Garoppolo is like number 20 on that list. Are you starting that team for the most amount of wins this season? Or are you starting the team for going forward in future seasons? Because those are like going, for, going forward, going forward. For, who's going to be my guy for the next five to ten years? Okay, that's Jimmy Garoppolo like twenty on that list. That 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 might be different because now you have all these new rookies and second year guys that you're going to put ahead of him because of oh Jimmy Garoppolo better than any rookie quarterback that came out this year. That this, that year, part is this year's draft class is trash. Yeah, that part they're true. all they're they're not even bridge dudes. They're backups, dude. Yeah. All these dudes are backups. Absolutely. I agree. So this is the, we can this is the worst QB draft since the uh the the what was it the god who went super Christian, high to the Vikings Christian it was like Ponder. oh sorry well, not Locke. um I went to the Cam Newton year like Jake Locker to the Titans at eight and you had like Taylor Heineke go super high what or was um gosh the Titans and was it the Jets drafted quarterbacks like two and four and that was a horrible draft class. Oh, I, no, can't I think remember. you're talking about 2011, where Cam Newton went number one, right? And then uh, so. Tana, was it was it? No, wait, it was uh, Blaine Gabbert. It was it was Cam Newton. Then it was Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder. Like that was a terrible draft class for quarterbacks. But Cam Newton was the outlier. Uh, Cam Newton was an outlier. He's one of the most disappointing first round picks or, f- or first overall picks I've ever seen. Yeah, I I think that was 2011. I think it was 2011. Like, I mean, look at what Cam Newton was at the beginning, like his rookie season versus where he ended up. Like yeah. his career tapered off real fast after that. Super 2013. Bowl. That's what I'm thinking of. EJ Manuel, yeah. Geno Smith, Mike Lennon. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the draft. That draft was trash, and this is just like that. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Romelia Sports Report? Thanks for tuning in. Trey is an unknown. One thing we know is Trey has potential, just hasn't gotten a lot of playing time in two years. Kyle, 8-27 and 27 with Jimmy. I think we'll he sell. means without Jimmy. Without, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks so, for tuning yeah. in, man. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. You won't know until you take the plunge, right? You don't know how cold the water is until you jump your ass into the pool. And dipping your big toe in ain't going to tell you shit about once it hits your, once it hits your satchel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... You don't, you don't know how tight your you know your little little BB's gonna pucker up until you hit the water. So, <laughs> all right, let's move on, kind of, because yeah. On that note, on on tightening up your <laughs> the the snippets from this show is gonna be wild, man. All right, report comes out from 
the very credible Dan Cilio that the Buccaneers are trying to work on a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Immediately, I saw Grant Cohn did a video within like five minutes of this tweet coming out. Mike, I'm going to throw it to you first. One, do you buy this? And two, why the hell would the Bucks do this? Who, who'd you say reported that? Dan Cilio. Ignore it. It's, it's that simple. It's, it's that simple. This guy is a joke, and he realizes that anything I say about the 49ers is going to blow up. It's going to give me clicks and interaction, and I'm just going to do it. I don't care if it's true. I don't care if it's close to being true. His sources are his toilet paper. He, you know how people read tea leaves like they put them in the in the mugs. He wipes his ass and then takes a picture and says, "All right, this is what I'm getting from this one." And he, he's literally giving you shit. He's literally giving you shit. So I, I would I would not pay it. it may, this yeah. trade makes no sense for anybody involved. For anybody involved, I'm sorry. Like they have, uh, uh, what's what's my guy's name over there? Who who's his backup? Kyle uh, Trask. Yeah, come on, man. And I I've like heard the Bucks don't like Kyle Trask at all. They don't have to like him. They don't have to like him. And if you 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 know why they're saying that they don't like him? He's got that noodle arm. He doesn't throw the deep ball well, right? I told y'all about all that noodle ball, last one. All his balls have a lot of air under him. So you're gonna trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Come on, come on. <laughs> Let's connect the dots. Come on, man. I know. I I would completely dismiss it. The one thing that I will say is, and this is according to Grant Cohn. I haven't like dove deep enough into the Cilio report to really like listen to a show because I just find him grading and I have a hard time doing it. But Grant said that Dan Cilio said that this was coming from Don Yee. And the fact that he put Jimmy's agent on it, his agent's name as his source is really weird. That's the <laughs> only thing that gives me pause. Grant Cohn said that, that, Dan Cilio named Don Yee as his source that he heard Tampa Bay was in play from Don Yee. How many people if, do you know? If knew? that's true, all I'm saying is if that's true, you. right, it could be some agent spin bullshit, right, to just drum up interest and use a, a stooge like Dan Cilio to do it. Okay. But at least that's, that's one thing that makes me go, I'm 99.99999% sure that this is complete bullshit. But then there's a, like 0. 0.0001, like maybe there's a kernel of truth, but I doubt it. There's two ways. There's two things that come to mind when you say that. One, anyone with sources knows you don't name them or you lose them. That's that's right. like, and that's why I say he's probably just Cilio is probably Don Yee's stooge in all this. Right, and that's because the other. Don thing. Yee was like, oh. go ahead, and, yeah, you're cool to put that out. The timing with this is interesting because mm -hmm. this is coming off less than 48 hours of the reports of arm fatigue. So you have to step back and look at what you're hearing about a certain team and why. Jimmy Garoppolo is reportedly less than two weeks away from being able to throw again, which means his value should be stepping up, right? How can the 49ers and his agent create value in him? Okay, so you're about to be healthy. Oh, shit. Go. Hold on, it's Mike. Time. You got any tinfoil in your house? You're about oh, to put it's coming. Hat it's coming. On. Yeah, here we go. It's no, I think, I think I'm following you. So the 49ers kind of leaked the arm fatigue thing. Boom. Maybe uh -huh. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay in San Francisco. Oh, shit. We need a dude. Maybe we'll pony up a little more. There you go. And sure. now all of a sudden, you need someone, a team, to do you a favor. Don Yee in, uh, is the same agent for Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. Now do me a favor here. I, I need you guys to let me say that this guy, that this team is interested in him. And all of a sudden, you have a player who's healthy now, and a team that has him has a need for him. 
and then there is someone else on the market who was interested in him. Yeah. And now the other the other interesting thing that Dan Silio said was that Jimmy Garoppolo started throwing two weeks ago, and I haven't heard a dispute to that report yet. <laughs> and as far as I knew, he hadn't been cleared yet. I I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I had heard a couple of weeks ago. No, it was more than that. It was like a month and a half ago that Jimmy was way ahead of schedule and was supposed to start throwing at the end of June. I think I said that on your guys' show. I think I said that on this show, not on but my here's show. Here's the other thing, though, because he counteracted that with Jimmy's out there. He started throwing two weeks ago. He's throwing intermediate routes with trainers, but also he's going to miss the first four games of the season. I got nothing for that. Again, this guy's an idiot, so I don't, I don't know. So this oh, is God, this NFL. Yeah, it, it, it's sourcing to Hanselier, so that's the only reason why I brought it up. Otherwise, this account's full of shit. The Buccaneers apparently want to trade for 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo to be Tom Brady's backup and eventual successor, according to NFL insider Dan Cilio, who spoke directly to Garoppolo's agent. So, yeah, again, here's the other thing, too. By Donnie. the way, Steve brings us up. This is a good point. They actually are friends. They go to the Kentucky Derby together every year. Now they might not be friends after Edelman trashed him, but because <laughs> I know Edelman's Brady's boy too. So why would like, Don they, they hang out? Anything. That's not fair. Edel, Edelman did not trash Jimmy. That's not fair. He didn't trash him. That's he true. Read, he, just, he didn't read, defend him being he trashed. Said, I would understand why he feels like that. And he said, but and he I was did, upset too. Yes. He did make reference to Jimmy making a business decision for himself. Yeah, he did. And, say and he and then he ended it with, "Hey, but." He's the one that got the 30 million a year, and here I am. Like, he maybe he did the right thing. So, like, he he cleaned it up. That's what I'm saying. It's like, he, yeah, he, he I, that to me speaks of like he said some shit, and then in the course of it, he was like, uh oh, I better adjust course here because I'm going down a road I don't necessarily want to go down. Let me let me just turn the wheel a little bit to the right, get off, get on the off ramp here, <laughs> fucking save my car from a horrendous accident. So, That's to answer Niner by Nature, why would Don you tell Dan anything? These agents have an agenda as well, so agents, it's not yeah. like he's agents trying to all the time. give Dan a uh, a um a story or a source or anything. But he's maybe trying to get his own shit done on the back end, and he's working through Don or Dan Cilio. And anybody who's a who's an old school 49ers fan, we all remember Drew Rosenhaus sitting outside of Terrell Owens' fucking yard while he was doing sit ups and shit. <laughs> and held an entire press conference while that dude was out there sweating. Agents will do whatever it takes to get their dude picked up. You know what I'm saying? And it worked because at that point, that was the, I think that was the post Donovan McNabb fallout. And Drew Rosenhaus was trying to be like, Tio's ready. He's in shape, whatever, whatever. And then Tio goes to Dallas and gets money. So it worked. Um, I think these agents will do whatever it takes, you know, to get their guys out there. And they're very strategic in the information that they let loose, you know? All right, so we're moving on. We got one last topic, and then we're going to play a game of yes or no. Hit like, hit subscribe if you guys haven't already. So a bunch of different websites ranked the NFL's rosters. Mike and I went over one on his show for PFF on his Patreon show, but we're going to cover the CBS uh sports rankings which was very interesting i'm pulling it up here let me change the screen so you guys can see it with me so as you can see they have the 49ers ranked 18 i'm going to read what they say about it and then i'm going to throw it over to matt to get his thoughts 
What does Trey Lance have to offer? That's the big question, assuming Kyle Shanahan actually follows through with the plans to turn the quarterback keys over to his athletic but unpolished investment and part ways with the serviceable but creaky Jimmy Garoppolo. And what about Debo Samuel, Shanahan's top weapon uh, out wide and on the run? If he stays, the offense is still in decent shape no matter who's throwing the ball for the trench warriors, namely star left tackle, Trent Williams and short area targets. George Kittle are still elite. The D has different pros and cons with Nick Bosa and Fred Warner dominating the front seven, but the secondary, once again, looking to outside help ex chiefs corner, Charverius Ward for consistency. And as you can see, whoever wrote this shit needs to work on their fucking grammar. Yeah. That last sentence is just gobbledygook. That doesn't even make any sense. The D has different pros and cons with Nick Bosa and Fred Warner dominating the front seven, but the secondary once again looking to outside help. The secondary once again looking to outside help. What? Editing, people. Editing. Who wrote this? 18th? They brought up like the six recognizable dudes on the 49ers roster and like the team that went to the NFC champ. Oh, he sucks. Come on, dude. Cody Benjamin. So let's see who they put ahead of us. They put the Steelers roster ahead of the 49ers. Oh, oh that's all you need to know about this trash. Browns, Dolphins, Vikings, Raiders, wow. Broncos, Ravens, Broncos, Ravens Eagles, Packers, what? Cowboys, Eagles. Chiefs. Are you kidding me with the Eagles? Bengals, Buccaneers, Rams, Chargers, Bills. Are you kidding me with the Eagles? Yeah. Matt's about to say I everything think, I just said. I take Jimmy Garoppolo over Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts sucks. Thank you. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. So Mike and I discussed the different PFF rankings, which also had the Eagles above the 49ers. I don't care how good you think A.J. Brown is. He doesn't catapult the Eagles into top 10 rankings in the NFL. They got whooped by Tampa, absolutely whooped by Tampa last year. Not much has changed since then. I do not believe in Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. I think he throws a very ugly ball, and that's the reason why they were trying to move off of him to begin with this offseason and improve with Deshaun Watson under center. Um, Putting Pittsburgh ahead of the 49ers is ridiculous to me. Mike, what do you think? An 18th overall, and you heard the reasoning, it gets worse and worse every time. It really does. Like every new ranking that comes out, the Niners drop a little more and more. Um, the Eagles can, are consistently ahead of us, and the Bills are consistently number one. I mean, look, it, it, it comes down to people who don't follow the entire NFL trying to put together a ranking system, right? Um, and if you – like we, we – we, this trio on your screen right now are clearly more passionate about the 49ers. And we know the depth here. We know the depth of the defensive line. And we can, we have confidence in saying, Hey, you can take any six of our defensive linemen and put them on any team in the NFL and they'd be starters. We know that, but these people who write write these articles don't know that. And so what was the rumor with the Eagles, man, they got a good rotation of defensive linemen over there. It was so good that they didn't bring back Derek Barnett. He, he, like that, that he was their first round pick. That's that's what they're remembering. They're remembering the headlines and saying the depth must be that good. 
But come this on, is, this is that Colin Cowherd journalism, right? Is the bare minimum looking back with the rose-colored glasses? Oh wait, what's the headline? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the yeah. one they named, they named three defensive players, right? Fred Warner, who's one of the best linebackers in the NFL, the big free agent signing that the 49ers had, Travarius Ward, and then Nick Bosa was the only defensive line. So Eric Armstead sucks. So we got finally are going to see if, you know, if everything went to plan, a healthy Javon Kinlaw, who's a run stuffer and just a big body on the inside. Drake Jackson's a second round pick. He's trash. Not to mention, you know, we got, we still have Ebby Cam. We still have, you know, uh, Mo Hurst. We still got, you know, Jordan Willis. We still got this guy. We still got that guy. This thing runs 10, 11 deep to the point where you can't even dress all of your defensive linemen that would start on other NFL teams. You can't even dress the dudes. I I think it's lazy. I I think what it comes down to is looking at the starting 22, right? And this is the only way I can justify the Niners not being a top 10 roster. Bear with me as I try to explain this, right? You have five starting offensive linemen. The Niners right now have questions at four of those spots. Yep. And that's where I think it's true. Right. Including the return of Mike McGlinchey. Then you have a new quarterback coming in because everyone knows you're trying to get rid of Jimmy. That's five starters on your offense so far we're not even talking about the rookie running back that you just drafted you know Debo who says he wants out right so keep that in mind on the offensive side of the ball juice great Kittle great you know uh Elijah Mitchell no one's going to question him and what he did right but keep that in in the back of your mind flip it to the other side of the ball then right you just lost D Ford we know D Ford has not been a contributor here for the last three seasons but in their minds, D Ford is out of out now. You got your strong safety in Jaquiski Tart, who is on his way out right now. You got Jason Verrett, who cannot stay healthy, coming off of a season-ending injury, and you guys just drafted Javarius Ward, who was an undraft. I mean, you just signed Javarius Ward, who was an undrafted free agent, right? That, that, these are the things that they're looking at. Your starters are supposed to be two undrafted free agents at the cornerback position. This is who you guys are telling us that. Is going to set your roster apart from other teams. They're looking at the negatives as opposed to the positives. You know what I'm saying? So now when you when you step back and you look at the 22, you're probably saying, yeah, the Niners have a solid 12 guys out of the 22. They're not looking at the depth. They're only looking at the starters and if we know anything about them without digging deep. And that's the only leeway that I can give these guys. I get it because I can't tell you that I have confidence in Aaron Banks. I have no idea who I'm Is it going to be Jake Brindell? You get what I'm saying? And that I feel I feel you on that. I and that's why I would say that they're a borderline top ten roster because of the unknown with Trey Lance, right? Which we think he's going to be good, but the bigger unknown is the offensive line. And if you can't keep Trey Lance upright, it doesn't matter how good or bad he's going to be. They're not going to go anywhere with a bad offensive line. And like I said last week, this is like a shotgun approach to building an offensive line. They're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? And, and if you can't keep Trey Lance healthy, that's where like some of the pro- but eighteen, like come on, bro. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit disrespectful if I'm not lying. Um, if I'm being honest, it's a little bit say. of that that classic East Coast bias is what it, it is. It really is. Um, and the PFF rankings as well. When Mike and I went over it. Like, I think we counted 10 out of the top 16 teams were uh, 
AFC teams. Yeah, I think so, it might have been 11. Yeah, it was it was a lot of AFC teams right there. Yeah. So I, I really don't understand the reasoning behind it. Um, even if you feel that Trey Lance is equal to Jimmy Garoppolo. And I love the whole thing. If Debo Samuel comes back, Debo Samuel is playing for at the very least this year. And if very likely next year due to a franchise, like at the very least. So that's not really an if. So I, I'm I'm not quite sure if I understand the reasoning behind this, but I just had to get you guys' opinion because these lists have been coming out. And again, this is a team that was 10 minutes away from a Super Bowl appearance. They're second in three years or whatever the number was. And you're telling me they have the 18th best roster. They wouldn't make the playoffs if they go by this list. So I, I really don't understand it. it. It's a bunch of BS to me if I'm if I'm being honest. You guys have any final thoughts before we go down to yes or no? I, I like you know what I like it when the 49ers are underdogs. Good point. Good point. They I like better it. that so way. Sleep on us because we all know what happened when Adam Rank picked him to go three and thirteen. So so bring it on. Let 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 them doubt us. That's fine with me. So save this article. Screenshot it. Can you pull up that that article again and show me the top ten? Let's see if we can figure out the bias in this one. Yes, sir. Because <clears throat> when you went through and and pulled up the uh, the other list that went on our on the show that we did, and they were all AFC teams, I'm like, oh wow, like you're on something. All right, here we okay. go. Okay, AFC. All right, Ravens. Wait, wait, right. wait, wait. Go back up to Ravens. Ravens got a lot of problems. They don't, don't even have it. a wide receiver still, do they? Right. The, like they, they got, got rid of Marquise Brown. Their wide receivers are unproven. Right. You still got to understand. Like Lamar still needs to grow and throw to people other than Mark Andrews, right? Like there's a lot that they got to prove. So I mean, dude, okay, but that's that's fine. They're a good <laughs> roster. I'm not saying that they're bad. No, the but Eagles, they're not. Okay. Fuck out of here with the Eagles. How are you saying that Jalen Hurts has a high floor because of his running back like mobility? Get the hell out of here. Well, yeah, but then at the floor. same time they go, oh, but we don't know what we got in Trey Lance. Right? Exactly. Right, the high floor for Jalen Hurts. Wow, it's it's a joke. Uh, Packers at eight. Packers, and, who's he going to throw to? Exactly, Christian Watson. This is what we talked yep, about on the it. last show. This is crazy. He said, he said, Randall Cobb, bro. Randall Cobb has been washed for like five years. Randall Cobb has a retirement plan that he signed on twice already. Like this is this is nuts. <laughs> this is absolutely okay. insane. Ravens' number one running back right now is Mike Davis, says Steve. Ooh. Seven Cowboys. Cowboys, get out wide, of here. All right, I, I, will, I will give this to the uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Their wide receiving corp is pretty tough. They lost I, Cooper. I receivers are good, yeah. yeah. But Those other than Michael Parsons, their defense sucks. Yep. Six Chiefs. Chiefs uh, are going to be good. They're fine. I think that Scantling signing is going to be super underrated. You give Mahomes yeah. a guy – and Schuster, five, six four and can and can run a four five. That yeah. is that's going to be dangerous for uh, Patrick Mahomes. Man. Yeah, I, and I Juju, like so you got Juju, you got Marcus Valdez Scantling, and they say there's no replacing Tyree Kill. But Miko Hardman is like not terrible, and he's exactly. no, no, he's good. He, he's not not terrible. He's he's a good. That's player. what I'm saying. Like yeah. th- that offense is going to be fine. Yep, five Bengals. 
They did I a good job. It. They did a good job bolstering their offensive line. I don't have they, any problem with that one. That was one of the most impressive off seasons I think I've seen in a while. Yeah, they did a great job coming off. They saw the Super what Bowl. happened in the Super Bowl, and they were like, "All right, let's go out and fix this problem." That's, that's if it works. Now, here's what I will tell you about this team. What I've liked about what they did, they built, they built the, they did it backwards. Everyone else built the trenches first, and then they go ahead and get the. the they built uh, outside in. Yeah, these guys did it the exact opposite. They did running back, wide receivers, and then, all right, we'll fix the line afterwards. Like, they did everything except the line, and, man, did they go hard at it. So, kudos to them, man. I, I don't know. I, I like bad teams becoming good, man. I really do. Yep. Yep. Lake City Fresh's chief got Sky Moore as well. So, oh, yeah, that's a good thing, yeah, too. That's right. That's right. So, uh, four Buccaneers. No problem there. I mean, Brady has, you know, Godwin's coming back. Mike Evans is there. They lost Gronk, but Gronk wasn't Gronk anymore, yep. so that's fine. Right. Three Rams. They won the Super Bowl. You got to give them their flowers. Two Chargers. Chargers have a f- legit roster. They just need to stay healthy. Yeah. If and they, if, one if, Bills. if, 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 if uh, Derwin James and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa stay healthy, that defense is going to be nasty. Yep. Oh, it's and a lot, of, a lot of ifs. Wait, 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 wait. That's a nasty defense, bro. Do they have the highest paid linebacker in the NFL? Or is it the, uh, which team? It's an the AFC Colts. team. It's the Colts. The Titans. Darius Leonard. Or the Colts. Or the Colts. Uh, they oh, a- I thought it was uh, the Titans. Who? They signed one. Um, I forget his name. That's how good he is. Oh. AJ but, something. No, not AJ Brown. Don't um, the Bills uh, have a good a good linebacker also? Scroll down. Let me see what it, let me see what it says in the. Uh... Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, was it Harold Landry? They just signed him, though, right? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. That's they, they, right. They're getting a lot of love it's, for number Darius one. Leonard. Probably the guy I'm thinking of. That's that's fine. They're getting a lot of I'm love for number one, and they, and they're like the unanimous number one too. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's bothering me. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that them being unanimously number one is really really bothering. Me. It just means they'll flame out in the divisional round, but like on paper, their team is great. So one, two, three. There's three. Four. Four. It's, it's pretty even, bro. Five. Five. Okay. So I can't cool find a, I can't find a bias here. Uh all right. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Go back. Go back. Down. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Hold go on. back. Go back. Hold on. The bias. Go ahead. Lamar Jackson. No, keep going down. Go go back to no, number no, no. one. Wait. Lamar I'll Jackson. I'll go down and then I'll go back up. Uh no, because this is hurts. But then you got Aaron Rodgers. You got Dak Prescott. Patrick Mahomes. I was gonna say this is a quarterback list. Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. Nah, I can't. I can't say. There's an East Coast bias. There's only two West Coast teams in there. Everyone else is on the East Coast or in the Midwest. Okay, so not necessarily NFC, AFC. East Coast. One of you guys said it. One of you guys said East Coast bias before it even started. I did. Yeah. That's a huge sports bias, East Coast bias. Go, go Go to the next five. Let's see how many more East Coast there. One. Two, three, four, four. So four. What was it? Nine out of fifteen. Uh, no. West Coast only makes out up three out of fifteen. Right, right. Everyone else is Midwest or over. That's tough. Good catch. Good catch right there, Matt. Good catch, man. Wow. (sighs) All right, guys. It's terrible. Like, how can you like not hide your bias better than that? 
Like everyone has a bias, right? Everyone has favoritism and shit like that. Like, but when I talk about the 49ers, I can tell you, hey, this is my me being a homer, da 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 da. But from the outside looking in, I can understand how you think, da 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 da. Like it's right. like you you have to uh, you know what? Let's can we make a list? Can we do one of these lists? Yeah, can let's we, do a list. You guys still let's have like a website? We don't have, let's, let's each do yeah. a list for the next show. We don't have a website anymore. Do you guys have a website? We do. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So can I can I issue a, a, a call to action here? So by the end of next week, we all come up with our own list of 32 team roster rankings. And then we take the average of the three of us and make that the official article and yep. put them in their respective places. Let's and we'll do go it. over and that'll be our next show. We'll each go over our list. Boom. There you, there go. you go. Let's I do like it. it. That's content, let's, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because this is this is, I are we gonna write with bias or no? I don't I mean, I mean don't tell we me. just I think with the three of us we can kind of you're going to 49ershive.com. I think you know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be as objective as possible. That's just how I roll, but all right, I'm with it. Look at that. I just became a writer for 49ers Hive. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Brandon, Let's I'm go. not I'm not sure what you're if you're talking about our site or what, but um He's probably talking about ours. No, our website's been down for a year and a half now. Yeah. All right. We're going to bring you yes or no. We have not played this game in a while. And I agree with Robert. Why so few likes? This is quality content. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate hit you, like, Robert. hit subscribe. Does that right. work? Can you guys Perfect. see that? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. I'm ready then. Melissa, we haven't discussed when we're having fans on, but definitely within the next couple of shows, we'll, we'll arrange something. We'll have some fans on and get your guys' opinions. Think, that's always yeah. so fun. I, I think, didn't work I the think, other day. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> we're talking about days old all right mike's going with the digital version i'm gonna go analog i'm gonna do thumbs up or thumbs down because that's all i okay. got right now I, yeah i don't, I don't have any paper or anything with me but so you guys comment your answers in the chat i'm thrilled to know your answers i have three of my own that i made graphics for if you guys have any please feel free to throw them out there we're gonna start with the first one i'm gonna play the video right now All right, so we're all in agreement. Yeah. For those listening, it was there's currently reason to be concerned about Trey Lance. And we all said no. Yeah, and I think concern is just too strong a word. There's there's questions. There's, there's going to be, you know, what can Trey Lance do? How good is he going to be? Can he lead this team? Is he going to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo? But concern, that's just... That's some glass half empty type of shit. And I'm just not about it, man. Like I'm pulling for the kid. And I think that he has the natural talent and he's shown that he has work ethic and he seems to be a dude that wants to lead people. So concern, no, but you definitely have questions because he's, he's still a relative unknown. Perfectly said. Um, I think if anything, there's more reason to be optimistic and excited than there is to be concerned and, you know, afraid. Uh, Mike, anything to add before we move on? You agree in agreement? No. Uh, you know, the, listen, you, we can all be who we think we are. But the truth of the matter is I think all of us trust Kyle Shanahan and the staff more than we trust ourselves. They are closer to the situation. And the fact, not the opinion, the fact that they are trying to move Jimmy tells us all we need to know. Lance is – I have no reason to worry about Lance right now. All right. I love it. All right. Next one.
Okay, so for those listening, Jimmy Garoppolo will start more, or I think more than nine games this year on any team. Matt said no. Mike, wait, 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 wait. No. Are we saying like on there's an opportunity for him to start more than nine games? Like if oh. we're in February of next year and we look back, we say Jimmy Garoppolo started nine or more games this year. Matter of fact. Fuck, can I do this? He's going to start more than nine games this year. He's, he's going to – I'll go first. No, while no you guys I'm going to say no because, I one, he has to go to a situation, and there's like two right now. It's it's Cleveland and it's Seattle. And then, two, his ass got to stay healthy. And we all know how Jimmy Garoppolo does in even-numbered years. It's not looking good for him, dog. The only way Jimmy Garoppolo does not start nine or more games this year is if the 49ers keep him. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's not on this roster, will get signed by somebody who needs his services, and he will start for better or worse because he's going to come with a new He's going to stub his pinky toe in the third week of preseason and be out for the next three years. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's Carson Wentz. That's Carson Wentz. <laughs> I think he does play. And then, look, Robert, I'm not saying nine in a row. In total, when we're looking back on this season – Maybe he right. started weeks one through three, weeks seven through ten, whatever the hell you know you want to break it up. I agree with Mike. I think he either gets traded or cut, and wherever it does sign him, maybe they don't start him right away. But I think whatever situation he's going to go to will likely turn to him because it probably won't be a great situation, and they'll probably say, "Hey, this guy's proven he can win. Let's see if he has some of that magic still left in him." By the way, I just want to say that's how I know Zach is a gambler at heart because that that would be a pretty good prop bet for Vegas. Nine starts, nine starts. It's a little over half the season. Yep. And Vegas loves to hedge to one side or another. Yep. He would probably have to throw a half in there, though. He oh, probably, yeah, they definitely throw in a half yeah. so you don't get a push. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. It'd probably be like eight and a half would be. Yeah, the I, line. I was just going to say, do you think it would be eight and a half or nine and a half? But all right. Probably eight and a half. Yep. Like uh, Romelia Sports Sports says, must see TV is Jimmy with the Seahawks in Seattle versus the 49ers in Trey. I would love to see that. Listen, he's saying that. Oh, I, this isn't my show, but. Uh, Feel free, RG, please. RG3 came out and said, Kyle Shanahan is too controlling over his quarterbacks. And this has been a conspiracy theory of mine. Since Jimmy went to the podium and they said, hey, how come you don't throw outside the numbers more downfield more? He says, hey, I just make the throws that are called in the huddle. And I said, I can't wait to see Jimmy somewhere else because he called out Kyle Shanahan on that. He said, hey, I don't do it because they don't let me do it, right? And then RG3's example, I don't know if you guys heard the – I don't know if you guys heard the the, uh, lockdown. Oh, is that the one where RG3 said, like, I ran for, like, a 76-yard touchdown and Kyle was pissed at me because I didn't hit the throw? Exactly. Yes. Like, Kyle is very, very controlling. We've we've heard this – there's something to the that on this roster. Yeah. There's and something so, to that. And I think that that's maybe Jimmy's playing a little puckered up. That's true. And maybe yeah. that's part of the reason why you moved to Trey Lance. Maybe Trey Lance has a personality where he can take that type of thing. And it's just yep. like, all right, whatever. And I want, I, I really, really want uh, him to move on. And just so I can see what we could do on another team. Yeah. So yeah. the quote here is, this is a growth moment for him. Griffin said of Shanahan on 49ers talk, he realizes, yes, I am. Let's call it what it is. He's a control freak. He wants to control everything. He wants to control every aspect of the offense. And maybe he's understanding that sometimes you just need the guy that can just make a play for you. And well, it goes on to say more, but that's the gist. By the, of way, it. We, by the way, we know this is true, right? Yeah. What's that famous video clip of Kyle Shanahan where the head coach of the Cleveland Browns goes, 
let's run let's the ball, run, run the ball. Yeah. And Kyle goes, and then yeah. he goes, okay, what do you want to do? Because that yeah. dude knew right off the bat. And, and there, I and think Kyle is a is a control freak. For and there's sure. another another video clip that came out uh, and during our Super Bowl run year where he says, "Look, I'm going to call this play, and 85 is going to get held. I'm not telling you to throw a flag, but watch this shit." And as soon as he calls hike, he gets held. They throw the flag. Like Kyle controls every aspect his his players and the reactions of the opposing players. So yeah, I, I think that I do. You guys think he's going to be that tight with Lance, or is he going to give Lance a little bit more more flexibility? Sorry, um, I know we're I doing yes or no. Sorry, maybe progressively. I think yes, uh, or I'm sorry. I think no. I think he's going to loosen up because I think he saw what it did to Jimmy Garoppolo, okay. and I don't think he wants to do that to Lance. And I think that Lance has more physical gifts. I think Kyle understands at a certain point. I really do think the turning point, and I talked about this before, was in 2020 where Josh Allen just like ripped a team a new asshole, mm-hmm. and that really showed him something. And I think that that's what kind of set them on this path to dang, dude, it's not my dad's NFL anymore. Right. It's why, I mean, just look at what he's doing. If you have a question about what he's going to do with, with Trey Lance, the fact that they drafted Danny Gray and signed Ray Ray McLeod, and now you're getting backs that work better in an RPO system than they do in what, what Kyle normally likes to run. That tells you all you need to know about what he's planning for Trey Lance and it looks like that he's going to open up the offense and get outside the numbers and do different things because he knows sure. that this is NFL in 2022, and the best quarterbacks are the ones that can get all over the field. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Last one I have. If you guys have any, please feel free to throw them in after this. So last one. Okay, so for those listening, Jimmy Ward is a top three safety in the NFL. I said yes. Matt and Mike both said no. Mike, you first. Why not? Because you didn't say strong safety. That's my only little caveat. If you specified, I, I mean, I'm sorry, you didn't say free safety because because I have to include strong safeties. So okay, okay, my bad. Let's. I could only fit so many words in there. Oh, okay. what if we free safety? Yes, I, I will definitely give him top three. Do you change your answer? Nope. Why not? I just think that there's too many guys. Um, Jimmy Ward is great at what he does, but like he got those two interceptions in a game and that brought his career total to like three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't play the ball. You got people like Keith Byard, who I think had like 10 interceptions in a season. At safety, yeah. you got people like Marcus Williams who's really good. You got Jesse Bates who just signed for big money. You got Justin Simmons is good. Minka Fitzpatrick. These are all free safeties that I think are better than Jimmy Ward. Now that's not to say that Jimmy Ward is trash because I think Jimmy Ward is excellent. I just think that there's a lot of good free safeties in the NFL, and because it's not a super high valued position, a lot of the talent at that position goes overlooked, and it's it's a little too easy for us as 49er fans to be like. Jimmy Ward is fucking great, right? And but we're not really paying attention to a ton of other safeties in the league. And so when you take that into account, you know, I think that he's like top six or seven free safety in the league for sure. Like he's like definitely there. But I just think there's the guys that are younger that are better ball hawks. And when you're talking about free safeties, it's not like you need 
you know, a strong safety, you want a guy that, yeah, he can, he can do some coverage shit, but like you want him to get down and thump in the box too, right? Like your free safety is your center fielder. You need that guy to be a ball hawk. And I just don't think that Jimmy Ward is quite the ball hawk that, that he should be yeah. or that you want out of a free safety who's roaming the middle of the field. Yeah, I got I got Kevin Byard and Justin Simmons as the only free safeties I take over Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Jimmy uh, Ward right now. God, we talked about Garoppolo so much tonight. It just came out. But those are the only two guys. And th- and that's no Minka Fitzpatrick. No, mm-hmm. no I went. I w- and listen, Minka's from Jersey. You guys know my Jersey bias. It, it seeps out of my pores. Right. But I wouldn't I wouldn't. T- I, I don't get confused by the the turnovers. That that's not what sways me. I've seen Minka. Jesse Bates is nice too, though, bro. No, he he is. He is. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not take. But Jimmy's a better tackler than everybody on on any list of safeties. Jimmy Jimmy Ward is a really really good tackler. He's a sure tackler, and that has a higher value to me, other than PBUs. And and Jimmy breaks up a very. I would say he's the third best at breaking up passes. If the ball's in the air and he gets there at the point of attack, you're not catching that ball. So you combine that with tackling and not letting the the, the runner get by him, the receiver, whoever it is, get by him. I I have him up there. If what about Duran James? Duran James moves around a little bit, but I, I'm still not I'm not taking him over. I'll give I'll give Jimmy Ward this. If I had a safety that I wanted to feel comfortable playing in the slot. I would take Jimmy Ward over everybody else. Yes, sir. He's extremely good at that. He was converted from from corner, but Mm -hmm. I feel comfortable with him in the slot. There's not a lot of other guys I could say that about. I think think Matt said it for what the 49ers are asking of him. I I don't know of too many other guys that can do it as good as he does it. And, I mean, clearly it shows for how long he's been here. So I think maybe just situationally, yes, but – if we're looking at as a whole, I agree with you guys. Maybe not necessarily then. Uh, Cesario, I respect you and stuff, but I don't think Quandre Diggs is better than not at all. Jimmy Ward, not at all. It's it's a name thing. It's it's the it's the Diggs yeah. name, and I don't I don't like that at all. Lake City Fresh is y'all tripping. Jimmy is top three. It's not based off turnovers, fellas. The guy can cool. play anywhere on the I'm field, and I'm gonna leave room for debate. It's it's me tripping because like I mean I guess Mike, not like I don't know. Overall safeties, he's not top three. Free safety, I know you guys change your answer to yes. I still think that he's just outside. I would say like top five to seven, but you can't go wrong if you think he's top three. That's not a hill I'm willing to die on. That's It, that's it reminds me of when we tried to rank, and maybe it was just me and Mike, tried to rank Debo Samuel as a top wide receiver. You really don't know how many good elite receivers there are. Yeah, dude, Debo Samuel's like, like 15, 15 20. Yeah, there's like a lot of good dudes over there. That, that's same. really good because we feel somebody I can't remember. Oh, I know who it was. I don't want to name his name, but he said that Debo Samuel was better than Devontae Adams. And I was like, you got to fucking you got to lay off the Buddha, bro. Like, I told Mike he was a top three receiver and Mike was like, name, <laughs> name the top 10. And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> there's no way well, yeah. he's, he's even when a top start 10. Running down the, when you start running down the names, it's like, oh, my God, like, yeah. you know what? I'm yeah, sure. like it's. I don't. All right, that was cool. So, but do Matt, you guys have any? Any? I, oh, yes or no's? Yes, you don't have to. I'm just throwing it out there before we wrap up. I I have one ready. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, will Nick Bosa have a better career 
than his older brother, Joey Bosa. Ooh. Three, two, Ooh. one. We're all in agreement for once. Wow. Yes. Wow. I think so. Joey is slightly taller, but he's also thinner. Um, I think that Nick Bosa's lower center of gravity, and I think that he has better technique. So, and that with, I mean, both those boys work really hard, but I, I just think that Nick Bosa is just, I, he's built like a brick shit house, dude. Like he's one of those physical specimens that you look at like a Miles Garrett and you're just like, dude, that dude's like, he's different, right? Like you see TJ Watt and TJ Watt, he's in good shape. You see Joey Bosa, Joey Bosa's in good shape. But then, like, you look at, like, Miles Garrett. I still remember, I think it was twenty the 2019 draft in Nashville when he walked out in that suit, and those seams were crying, dude. His <laughs> arms were so big. I was like, he's going to get back to the hotel with a call from the league going, like, hey, we got a guy outside your hotel right now. You need to drug test. Right. Like, that's how big he was. And Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa came into OTAs and was like, yeah, I think I'm in better shape than I was last year. And I was like, dude, really? Like, yeah. how do you do that? He's just one of those super freaks, right? It's just there are those once-in-a-generation type players, those once-in-a-generation type freak athletes, and I think he's one of those. I remember when people said, uh, Aiden Hutchins said, oh, he's a better athlete than Nick Bosa. I was like, get out of here. I can't wait for just for that. That's one of the reasons I even it, it sucks. Like, Chase I, Young too, and I'm like, dude, I, like Chase Young is really good. He's really athletic, mm-hmm. but he does want he does not mix the athleticism and the technique. The technique, that yes. Nick Bosa does exactly. I would yeah. argue Nick Bosa's already had a better career than Joey Bosa. Mm, that's a little wild. Take the take the injury out, maybe. Mm, that's still minus, a little wild. Minus the injury, I think. Nick Bosa's averaging like 17 sacks a season or something like that, right? And his two healthy seasons, right? What, what he had nine? Did he have? Did he get the? Oh wait, I might be thinking about Alden Smith. Who had 19 and a half? Was that Alden Smith or was it? It was Nick? Alden, yeah. So, so Nick had 15 and a half and what? 16 and a half then? And he only 16. had eight his rookie season. That's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought sorry. he had more than that. I know he had a crazy – he's really, really good against the run. He had a, an insane number of pressures, and then his sacks didn't quite hit in, in year one. And then – So, Joey Bosa has been in the league since 2016. So, that's five and, years. And, and the two – he's been injured for parts of two seasons other than his rookie season, and he has 58 career sacks God. in six seasons. That's a lot. Joey's had a really good career. It's almost ten a year. It's almost ten a year, and he's been injured. If he wasn't injured, he 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 right. He'd be at like sixty-five or seventy sacks. Nine and a half. There you go. Nine and a half, and then he had uh, what was it? Uh, Seventeen last year. Right. Seventeen and a half. Yeah. All right. I have one more. If you guys please do want to want to do one more. What's the matter? Oh, I thought you were saying something to me. Um, the 49ers will make it to at least the divisional round and the playoffs this season. Three, two, one. Ah, come on. I I want to say yes. You guys got it. 
I think so. I think they'll be a wild card team and they'll catch a vulnerable team like the Cowboys and smoke the Cowboys again. I think, I mean, they'll be a team just like they were this past year. They got hot at the right moment. Nobody wanted to see them. And they were super close to getting to a Super Bowl. I think by the end of the year, Trey is going to be a noticeable improvement over Jimmy Garoppolo. So I can't see how they won't get there. Can I ask how you guys interpreted my question? I said at least a divisional round. So did you guys have them advancing or that's that, that divisional round? Is I think, like- I think the divisional round is where they're kind of capped. Okay, I think that they're a wild to, okay. card team that will win their wild card game and then run into, uh, because it's a lot for Trey Lance's first playoff run to right. ask him to make a super bowl. That's not, and we saw it, right? We saw it with Lamar. We saw it with Patrick Mahomes. We saw it with Josh Allen. These young guys, they do great in the regular season. Right. And, and outside of Burrow, whose first playoff took them to the Super Bowl, you don't see a lot of these young guys getting to the Super Bowl in their first season as a starter, like the, their, their first playoff as a starter. You just don't see that very much. So I think it's a lot to ask, but I think divisional is doable. I think wild card is within the cards. I think the Rams are really good, and it's going to be a fight for the division. Um, but yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah, I don't think Elijah Mitchell is going to lead the team. In oh, okay. This is for Elijah Mitchell? Yeah, that's what yeah. I had. I, that's, I was going with Elijah uh, Mitchell. I yeah. could see it. What was Melissa's question? Uh, will George Kittle oh. score a touchdown on National Tight End Day? He's never done it, just so you guys He's know. He's never done it. I'll say three, two, one. Yes. I think he will. I think he'll make it a point. He's due. He's due. Yeah. Mike's going to be like, hell no. No, oh, I, was yes. okay. <laughs> I was trying to get it to do it. I was trying to get it to do it. There you go. Yep. There you All go. right. I think so. Uh, Mike, Jay says, why not, bro? Can't Trey do the Jimmy give me to get to this team to the playoffs? I do think we get to the playoffs. I do think we advance past the wild card round. The divisional round, I'm not quite sure. I don't know if the Niners are an NFC championship team this year. That's where I pause. And that doesn't mean we didn't have a successful season. That is a phenomenal That's a good season. first season start for a, a quarterback. I like to me, that tells me we're winning a chip in the next three years. Like that's mm-hmm. what that would tell me. But I know and I understand how people could be upset. Oh, well, if Jimmy made the playoffs, we got at least to the NFC championship. You're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it. But I don't I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I want the guy for the long haul. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. All right. I got one yes or no. Let's do it. Okay. My yes or no. Debo Samuel comes into training camp out of shape. Three, two, one. <laughs> he would, all he would have to do is show up as he is right now. Right. We're terrible. Which is a problem. Which is a problem. And it's why you got to give pause it, this is why I said, man, you've got to be really careful about what you're willing to commit to Debo Samuel because he has an injury history. He has off-season weight problems. And when you combine the two, because if he comes in out of shape and then second week of training camp, it's like, oh, Debo ain't practicing because he pulled a hamstring. Because right. we've seen that story before, right? Now what do we get out of Debo Samuel? So then with that, here's here, I'll give you one last. I mean, you guys can answer too, but I have one last yes or no. After you guys, after you guys respond, so Zach White, what what are you what are you worried about with Debo Samuel coming in out of shape? I mean, I think you touched on it right there. He gets injured. 
he pulls something. Um, I don't know. Maybe too much is forced on other receivers like Brandon Ayuk. It kind of would impact the whole offense. I'm not. I'm not sure how much a Debo injury would impact the offense this year. For the first time in my fandom with Shanahan in particular, I think we're. I think we're built to overcome a little bit of loss at the wide receiver position. Um, I don't think this is like 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 Muhammad Sanu would not make this year's roster, and right. he did last year. And I I said it from the beginning. If Muhammad Sanu makes this roster, we're in trouble at the wide receiver position. He has no business making the fifty three man roster. Like I that that was honestly how I felt. That's before we added guys like Ray Ray McLeod and Danny Gray. I like so I think that there's a, a different dynamic here. And again. Debo makes this 49ers team a better team. And as far as a one-two punch, we're, we're looking at Ayuk on potential and what Debo has done. I do think that is a top three uh, duo, duo, not trio, but duo at the wide receiver position. Debo in the short to intermediate is going to be a killer. And Ayuk in intermediate to long or deep is going to be killer. I like our one-two punch here. Now we got a quarterback that can deliver. But if we lose Debo, what happens is you lose a guy's <clears throat> having Debo. Debo was the best check down in the NFL. You're not going to a running back. You're not going to a tight end. You're going to someone with more speed than both of those who is going to be close to the line of scrimmage. That is going to be your wide, re- uh, your, your star, your quarterback's best friend. And so losing Debo will take that away. Now you're going to have to rely on guys like Kyle Juszczyk or George Kittle. Or, you know, you like I, I would much rather have Debo as one of those guys that we can depend on in a in a third and two, third and three. Uh, give me Debo over George Kittle. Give me Debo over, you know, Kyle Juszczyk in those situations. I would much rather have that. In the, and he's more likely to break a tackle. George Kittle's more likely to carry somebody, but Debo's more likely to break a tackle than any of those guys that I named. So I, I definitely have a big value on him. <clears throat> Did you say you had one more, Matt, or was that it? Yeah. Uh, yes or no, um, Debo Samuel leads the 49ers in receiving yards. Three, two, one. We're on agreement yet again. Yep. No. Brandon Ayuk, that's where I'm going with this. They, yeah. They're already developing chemistry, and Debo yeah. missed out on it due to being petty. I mean, I, I don't know. What reason do you have to not work out with your new quarterback just because you want a contract extension or a trade? At the very least, you could still work out. Yeah, you could still yeah. practice. Absolutely. But well, he doesn't like being California. Was like, oh, he can come down here and train with me in Florida. And then it was like, oh, no, but actually, just kidding. I'm going to be in L.A. Yeah. But, he's but still not with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to Cali, but not with him. You guys are going to turn to a Debo hater. This, uh, Cesario oh, no, says, people forget Debo was outpacing Cooper Cup in the first quarter of the season before we turned him into a running back. I went over his stats. A lot of his yards came from like three games, to be completely fair. There was that Detroit game where he had like 183 receivers, something, something crazy like that because he had that long catch and run. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chicago game, he had that 90-yard catch and run. There were a couple of games where he really was able to stack up those yards early on. Maybe it looked a little inflated than it actually was. He wasn't catching, you know, a bunch of yards or a bunch of passes for 50, 60 yards each game. It was like one long catch and run, two long catches and runs, if you know what I mean. So 
To be fair, when it bears out, when you look at like the top receiving yards leaders and stuff, Debo Samuel has like significantly lower number of catches than the rest of those dudes. So he was getting a lot of long touchdowns. Not like Cooper Cup, who led the league in receiving yards, but also led the league in receptions as well. Right. Like Cooper Cup caught like 120 passes. Like that's a shit. And touchdowns, right? right? Yeah, he he was triple crown. He did all, all three. Like City Fresh is, we're okay, guys. I follow Debo's workout page. He cut that weight already. We're good. I believe him. I actually believe him. I have one, I have one more yes or no for you guys. Oh no, Croc, Croc shit on him today. What did he say? Croc said he saw somebody working out, and he saw in the background. He's like, I thought that was somebody's uncle, and I look closer. He's like, Oh, that's Debo. Debo yeah, he said yeah that you're, right, you're right. I did hear. He that. said that shit today. Tell me, so. tell me, you guys saw Croc smack his mic trying to kill that fly? Kill the fly? Yeah, I, I, saw that I don't watch. I just listened to the video. He, he posted it on Twitter. It was hilarious. I'll pull it up yeah. while you're while you're asking a question. And then Go he ahead. just went back to his point, like not like the previous. Didn't even acknowledge it. He could cuss the mic and Here, just kept rolling. You know what? I'm going to play it real quick. Yeah, I pulled it, it up. Right. This shit is so funny. He did it with a fly swatter. Oh, wait. Hold on. That's Here we go. <laughs> to consistently He's... win. He's using a fly swatter. To consistently win. <laughs> you see his eyes get big? Wait. <laughs> Rewind it. Look at his eyes get big. Like, oh. He... <laughs> Positions to consistently win. <laughs> he looks so angry. They're gonna put him in those spots. Positions to consistently win. Why does he come back so mad? He's so angry when he returns. Oh, that is great. Oh, I wish I saw that. And then he just keeps talking. Oh, man. Oh, man. That is awesome. That is that's good. Gonna great. I, I, think, I think that's going to do it. Yeah, fellas? I, I don't think, think Mike had one more. Point. I think Mike had one more. No, this will be it really quick. Do the Rams take... Are the Rams the best team in the NFC West? Oh, I'm sorry. Do they finish with the best record in the NFC West this season? Uh, this season. You ready? Three, two, one. Yep, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, th- I, I, you know, defending Super Bowl champs. They, you know, they were able to to again get a player where you're just like, how the hell did they get this fool? It's just I don't know. It's crazy, man. So that yeah. I think they I think this is like one of the last years of their window, but I think that they they still finish probably like a game up. It's gonna be yeah. a tight run, but right. I can see the 49ers at like 10 and 7 and the Rams at like eleven and six. Right. Yep. Yep. Arizona's gonna be their eight and nine or nine and eight disaster. The Seahawks are gonna are like a three win team. If you need a preview to my to my worst rosters in the NFL. Seattle's 32. I'll tell you that right now. They're the worst team in the league. I love it. I love wow. it. Bro, they're going to run out. They're having a quarterback battle that Geno Smith is winning in 2022. They're the worst team in the league. That's one position, though. All right. Well, all right. Never mind. Never mind. I, oh, this is going to be a fun action. I'm going to be working on this all week long. I cannot wait to bring it to you guys. This is going to be. Yeah, I, by the I way, have... that might change when I actually dive into the rosters. Yes. But just <laughs> off the top of my head, I'll tell you they're a bottom five. Guaranteed they're a bottom five. That feels about right. 
That's, I, I, I think I see like 20. <laughs> the people want to see it. The people want to see it. So I'm going to play it one more time. You consistently win. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking cat. Wait, one more time. Let it go. <laughs> Just let it loop. Just let can it you loop, make bro. that full screen? What happened? To- Never mind. Yeah, I can. They're going to put him in those spots to consistently win. Positions to consistently win. It's like a fucking cartoon. I've never, I've never had a fly swatter actually make that. No- put him in those spots to consistently <laughs> he win. He went cross-eyed looking at the microphone. Win. <laughs> Can I record this? Oh, I'm sick of this. Oh, holy shit! This is great. They're gonna put him oh. in those spots to consistently Please. win positions record. to consistently win. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> oh my god. They're gonna put him in those spots to look at, consistently. Hey, look at his ass come back on with that knowing smirk too. He's like, I know I just did some shit. We're just gonna let it rock. He's hoping more people are listening than watching. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh, oh my god. Lake City Fresh, we know who doesn't have arm fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that said, we're going to wrap things up and we got to shout out. Hey, Zach, if you were going to mail me a letter, how'd you do it? I would do it with a gold stamp, which is what Matt calls our Acre Gold sponsor. You can now buy gold for as little as $50 a month. You no longer have to fork out hundreds of dollars. Click the link in the description. Thank you to Acre Gold. Start buying gold for as little as 50 bucks. Like I said, once you reach the market price of two and a half grams, Acre Gold will send you discreetly a gold bar, which Matt calls a stamp because it is, it's rather small. It's two and a half grams, but the dollar is going down like crazy. You know, it isn't gold. So click the link in the description. Yeah. Start buying gold, get your money's worth, start investing today. Think of it as a long-term investment. You know, if I had some acre gold and I was thirsty for an adult libation, what could I get with that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You could get some 81 by Terrell Owens. 81vino.com, enter code HIVE. You'll save 10% on your entire purchase. You also get two or, or, excuse me, free shipping on two or more bottles. Go support Terrell Owens as he ventures into the wine business Fantastic stuff. Shout out to 81Vino, 81Vino.com, Code Hive. Hey, uh, and and last shout out, um, they're not a sponsor, but, and I know Mike has had his druthers with them in the past, but Manscaped, if you're listening, I'm the missing link between man and ape, and I'll take some free shit, so you can send it my way. Manscaped is great. Their their products work extremely well, guys. I'm telling you. By the no time promo. they see this, it'll be like the lawnmower 13.5, so we'll be all right. To be fair, I reached out to them and they basically told me to fuck off so they can eat shit. They can eat shit, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, Manscaped. I'll take the bag. I'll sell out. I don't care. (laughs) You want to send me a lawnmower (laughs) 3.0? Let's do it. All right. Thank you, everybody. This was a hell of a show. Very long. We appreciate everybody for staying with us. Hit like, hit subscribe. Mike, thank you for joining us. 
I'm sure the faithful already subscribed to you. <laughs> Let the fans know where to find you if you could speak. Guys, just follow me at my Twitter handle there. <laughs> it's right there. And I'll, I'll lead you guys everywhere else. Mike Andrews 83, please. <laughs> All right. Y'all be safe. <laughs> All right, Matt, take us out. Great show as always, guys. This was this was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to next week when we're going to break down our top 32 NFL rosters, our list. Manscaped ain't going to be on it. Fuck you guys, apparently. Um, but still send us free stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, we love having you here. Mike, thank you as always for showing up. It's always a good time. We went almost two hours, ladies and gentlemen. Let the good times roll. This is the end of the slow season. We're going to start picking up training camp at the end of the month. Love it. Football's back, baby. Uh, Hit like, hit subscribe, all that stuff. So thank you as always for joining us. And until next time, go Niners. Go Niners.